and welcome again to the Science Patrol, your weekly dose of two doughy middle-aged white men talking about the, everyone's favorite silver hero from Nebula M78 Ultraman. I am your host, Rich Conroy, and with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Patrick Green. Hey, everybody. How are you? Uh, how are you doing today, Pat? A little tired, but I'll get over it. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here in central New Jersey at Science Patrol uh, Auxiliary Headquarters. Um, as you are listening to this, it's probably mid-November. Um, we are recording this in mid-October. We have some episodes banked while we're trying to work out hosting. So, uh, although by the time you listen to this, we've obviously worked out hosting. Boy, and, uh, and this is all irrelevant. But I'm not cutting it out because it's real life, man. We're keeping <laughs> this is it how we do things. This is how we do things. Slowly. With deliberation and general blindness. Of, yeah, that's what we're going yeah. we're, we, we're pure of purpose. Dumb of head. That's <laughs> exactly. Us. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about two episodes today of the original Ultraman series. The first one is my one of my favorite episodes, and also one of the absolute favorite titles. I have the Lawless Monster Zone, and then we're going to follow that up with Operation Lightning, uh, speed. Lightning Speed. I was going to say Light Speed, but I knew that wasn't right. Operation Lightning Speed, which is still perplexing. But anyway, we're gonna we're going to talk about um, the Lawless Monster Zone real quick. I think we should. Uh, I don't know if we should do like the full like this happened then and then no, this happened no. then you get a and quick then this overview. then we're gonna try to do something a little bit differently so that there's some more open discussion. Um, the basic idea of the Lawless Monster Zone is some um, scientists uh, go to an observatory. Technically, I guess they're observers, as they're called in the show, uh, on a remote island, and all communication is lost with them. Right. So the science patrol Almost is called. Instantly. Yeah, about a yeah within a week. Nothing. Nothing. So science patrol is called in because <clears throat> that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. It's their job, um, and everybody goes to the island to investigate. So we get the full crew on this one. Yeah. Um, yep. Everybody. We then, don't leave anybody behind. No, we didn't leave. Uh, we didn't leave her uh, Fuji behind to work the radio, um, and uh, they take the VTOL and go out to the island where we are uh, treated to. The first monster battle of the episode, yes. which is pretty rad. Yes, we had the the big, and I'm not going to. Red King is the guy Red that King, looks right. like the Michelin Man, and then another monster. They were fighting, and that's going to be um, which yeah, I was very impressive. Crazy, day. right? And we also ripped a wing off during the battle. Yeah, which is somewhat impressive for a kid show. Yeah. Oh my God! There's all sorts of blood in that. It's crazy. Um, the the now the, the name of the monster. Um, it's not Pegless as I thought it was. It is Chandora, also known as Chandler. Chandler. Okay. Could he be any more giant? Not, <laughs> not going there with obviously the Chandler being reference. Could he for have those of you that are that young? Could he have any more wings being torn off? Um, let's see. Then there's there's a lot of monsters in this episode. Yeah, there were also four being observed right. is um, I believe his name is uh, Sunflan. According to the uh, Ultra Wikia, Sunflan. No, the Sunflan is the uh, the plant, the uh, man-eating plant. Okay. Considering that a separate monster didn't even consider didn't that. Didn't think that. So that's five monsters. Five yeah, monsters, gotta... folks. This is two scoops of monsters. Yeah, very this many is monsters. Shock full of monsters this episode. And this man-eating plant, I have to say, was a very well done. Absolutely. Plants. Absolutely, because you didn't even see it coming. You're like, oh, it's the jungle. It's really nice. There's vines going in the background. And then all of a sudden, a vine just entangles two of our people, and 
they have to try to fight against said Vaughn. Yeah. So um, Ito loses the uh, the super gun, which is the rifle. Right. Um, Arashi picks it up and uh, has to decide who's he going to rescue first. And of course, leaves Ito to fend for himself. He goes, "Yeah, try to get out, <laughs> and I'll go. Save, I'll go save Fuji. I'll save the girl. Because um, quite frankly, she's hot. Yeah. So <laughs> he uh, uses the super gun to light the plant on fire. Right. It changes. You got to remember, it does change from the normal super gun to yeah, from a flare. Gun. Yeah, flamethrower. Right. Yeah. So you know, I would love to have one of these. Actually, it's probably a good idea that I don't have one. No, probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's just not go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I like where I live, and I wouldn't You'd have probably it. Burn it down. Yeah, I'd probably burn it down, or I'd be in some trouble somewhere. You'd think it'd be very useful, though. Like, oh, we need to clear this brush. Oh, I have something. Hold on. Um, not a good idea. Yeah, so, of course, they, they get uh, freed out. Uh, that's fine. No problem. And... Uh, there's another, there's another monster that's watching from beneath the surface as Red King and the other monster fight. Um, and he, he kind of pokes his head up and... He sees the fight going on and says, yeah, yeah I'm decides, not going to yeah, I'm, I'm not going dealing with this. Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, I'm just trying to get to the point where I can see exactly what his name is. Um, hmm. Magular, I believe his name is. Okay. Magular is... Uh, is the uh, burrowing monster, and uh, we have uh, Pigmon, which is right. the, the small little monster. I love Pigmon. He was very helpful in the He's episode because he, I guess, he was feeding the le the scientist on the. You know, we find one scientist in a cave somewhere, and he says, "Yeah, this guy's been feeding me. Without yeah. him, I wouldn't be alive." That's so right. Pigmon's a good guy. Yeah, Pigmon looks like a um, like a big piece of coral. With these long floppy fingers, you've probably seen them if you're um, new to this Ultraman game, but you've uh, you've uh, investigated it all. He's one of the more popular monsters, um, just because he's kind of adorable. He's human-sized, by the way. We neglect the mention. True, true, true. So the Science Patrol shoot him with a marking balloon so they can follow him through the jungle, um, which they're like, oh, it doesn't hurt him. Um, he yelled awfully loud. What yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he got poked, so he, yeah, he was like, "Die!" That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So that. But didn't then they seem get to good. follow this balloon around as they're going around, because you know balloons can be seen well in. in well, it forests. is pink. It's a pink. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's at least at least you shoot him with a green balloon. True, true. They're like, "Why did you use a green balloon?" Well, that's all we had. Um, you know, and then we see uh, the um, the inevitable uh, confrontation where. Uh, Red King comes. Uh, I don't know why. I guess he's just generically running around. Yeah, he's havoc. running around the monster. It is the Wallace monsters. Of course, why he's would he follow any zone. sort of? Yeah. Why know. would he follow anything? And um, meanwhile, the captain and Hirashi have gone out. Or not Hirashi. Um, Hayata go out to the other side of the island, and they're looking around, and they get attacked by this uh, Magular monster, who's. Not so much a menace as he is clumsy. Yeah, just big, big clumsy old. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's knocking stuff out. He's he's breaking things. He's dropping rocks on Hayata. It's all bad times. So uh, you know, uh, it's uh, will the science patrol defeat these monsters? I'm going to give you a hint. Yes. Um, yeah, just normally you got to figure. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to give everything away like we have been doing, but. Because uh, we do want you to watch these episodes. They're good episodes. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about the monsters soon, but uh, I, I think this was a good episode, especially for monster fighting. Yeah, there was a, three different monster fights that I could think of, and a, 
that's not including our heroes fighting the Vine Monster. Right. And then we had to have Ultraman fighting the Red King, the last of the monsters. Mm -hmm. And that was just a basic beatdown. No Specium Ray. He used the Specium Ray to knock the rock out. Yeah. Which but then actually... Landed on his fight, foot. Yeah. Yeah, they beat up Red King's foot a lot in this episode. <laughs> yeah, everything seems to fall on this monster's foot. Anything you do, he drops a rock. He's on not his foot. happy about it. He's got that tiny head. Yeah, and you can tell the character actor his head's in about the neck of this thing, <laughs> and the actual monster head is on top of everything, just kind of flapping around. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, oh, it's our the Hoshino of our podcast. My dog Fergus has arrived. What do you want? Oh, he's jumped in my lap to see what's going on. Um, all right, so he's currently seated at the table. So you can hear his claws. Want to say something? No. no. Just pant a little. Whether or not it'll pick up the panting, we don't know. You can hear him. A little bit. Yes, he's kissing me now. All right, you got to get down. Get down. Thank you. Thank you for your appearance. <laughs> Here, go away. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the, like we were saying before, the episode starts out with a very, very bloody fight. There's yeah. monsters. Biting each other and ripping and wings just, off. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for like I said, for a kid show, there's yeah. a lot of blood. Yeah, and Red episode. King is a real jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> much, <laughs> he's like, look, I'll I'm you, and I will rip your wing off. And they, like, seriously, <laughs> the bloody stump. <laughs> that poor monster leaves with, and then Red King just throws the. The Stump wing battle. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, take that too. I'm gonna throw your own wing at you, you jerk. Um, and uh, of course, they defeat the other monster. Um, there's some grenade action. Yes, they throw now, grenades uh, at it. But and yeah, doesn't like it. We don't see a lot of uh, we don't see a lot of Ultraman specium stuff. My assumption is a lot of the effects budget went to. Um, some other stuff. Well, you well, got to the extra monster. Chock full. Yeah, you got to pay the extra monster actors. Yeah. But they did have, like I said, they did have the Specium Ray go to the rock of yeah. the Red King, yeah. which then amazingly falls on his face. Ironically, Red King, not red. No, 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 not, not red at all. But <laughs> not even a little. Well, when he's <laughs> bleeding, he certainly is. Yeah. But like I said, and then the Specium, he doesn't use the Specium Ray on the monster. He just sort of beats him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, for some reason, I'm unable to get to the uh, this great... Wikia at the moment, and I don't exactly know why. Uh, I'm what I'm going to do right now is uh, you can just hang on for one second. We're going to pause the podcast and see if we can't get this working. So we'll be right back. Uh, Casey, how about putting in some interesting pause music right here? Okay, well, the internet problems have been. Uh, uh, looks like they've been fixed here. So we I'm just trying machine to pull. off and turned it right back on again, and that yeah. always works. <laughs> so, all right, we've got the Red King. We're going to look at him right now. Oh, yeah, of course, this doesn't seem... St no, okay, we're good. We're good. The Red King. Uh, so we're going to have a little Monster Minute Melange because we've got so Five many. Monsters, lots least. of monster action going here. Um, this is, of course, the first-generation Red King uh, from the Lawless Monster Zone. Let's see here. He is 45 meters tall, 20,000 tons. That's pretty impressive. Um, and let's see what's going on here. Uh, he is uh, he defeated Chandler, of course, by tearing off a limb and throwing the dismembered <laughs> limb and some rocks at him as he went away. And, of course, Chandler was never seen from again. Right. Um, well, you figure once you lose a wing, you can't come back and fight anymore. Yeah, no, you're pretty much at this point, yeah, I got nothing. Um, so... Let's find some trivia. The suit has gone through a history of edits and recycling. After Red King's debut, the suit was 
uh, used to create another monster, Aberus, and it was reused to make another Red King in episode 25. Ah. Its arms were then um, used for the suit of Zeton. Oh, really? I never noticed that. That's neat. And lastly, the suit was repaired and used for the new Red King in Ultraman 80. So, okay. that's pretty cool. Get to see him a couple times. Yeah, currently both Red King and Zeton now exist as separate suits altogether. Ah. So they didn't have to... Uh, Re-put them back together again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, now, during early production work, when it was known as uh, when Ultraman was known as Red Man, Red King was intended to be the king of the monsters until the show was changed into Ultraman. However, he kept his name for some unknown reason. Well, we can't think of everything. <clears throat> sure, uh, we have Red, a name, but that's good enough. Right, his uh, roar, the Spar, uh, is the most characteristic monsters. One of the most characteristic monster sounds in this series. It is. Oh wow! Here you go. It is exactly as I thought. It's a mix of Godzilla um, and the Green Gargantua from War of Gargantua's when okay, he is. Okay, fair enough. That one I recognize, and I'm like, he kind of sounds a little bit Godzilla-y. And he also has a weird, when Ultraman grabs him at some point, they use the combination of King Kong and Godzilla. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. His, pomp his pompous forearm gestures? Oh, oh. He's, his pompous forearm gestures foreshadow showboating of future pro wrestlers. Ah, yeah, that's kind of cool. There you go. That's cool. Um, and now you got to get the next monster, which is the uh, the one that lost the wing. He is, uh, yes. We'll get to him right now. We're going to close this window, and we're going to get to Chandler. Uh, could he have one less wing? Um, his origins are uncertain. He was seen in a battle against Red King, suggesting they have a heated rivalry. Right, right. Um, why else would they be fighting? It appears to be a tie until he rips the uh, rips his wing off after Chandler uh, draws first blood by uh, biting Damn. into the Red Red King's uh, shoulder. The suit of the monster is actually loosely disguised Pagila. See, I thought he had. I thought there was some Pagila action okay. going there. Didn't even notice. The only changes are that Chandora has ears. Okay. Hey. There you didn't go. even Huge know that. Um, fan rumor is that Chandora is a son of Pagila. Okay. There you go. Sense. We'll take it. Makes sense. His roar is a uh, low-pitched Baragon and reused King Kong roar. Okay. And it's the first monster in the Ultra series to cause another monster to bleed. True. True. That's Literal true. first blood. There you go. I like it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Not the first monster have something ripped off of him, but the first monster... No, that is entirely true. <laughs> He is also one of the first monsters in the Ultraman series that Ultraman himself doesn't fight. You know what? That's a fair point. Yeah, didn't even notice that's that. That's a fair... No, yeah, yeah. That's a very fair point. Yeah. Because Red King just ripped his wing off and never saw him from And he okay, sods right. off into the distance. Right, well, I mean, he's bleeding out, so you right. can figure he's dying as yeah. he's going. All right, so the Sunflon is on the island, um, Tatara Island. Um they're just these really neat-looking long vines with sort of a prehensile grippy-doo on the front. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got to figure it's a frond of some yeah. sort. Uh, ooh, a frond with fronds like oh. that, right? <laughs> Who needs Who enemies? needs enemies? Um, of course, uh, let's see. Uh, the height is 100 meters, 8-ton weight. Uh, oh, the flower. Yes. Okay. Well, it's probably a big, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, giant, okay. spready thing. Um, gotcha. Category, of course, is plant. Just in, in case, case you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the line coming after me is a plant. Oh, it okay. is the only kaiju from the first series to reappear in Ultra 7. Okay. Fair so enough. that's the next series. 
Oh, okay. Astro Seth. Okay. Um, let's go to Pigmon, since he is also involved with this. Pigmon, of course, is the, the snappy-looking short guys. We've got the long legs and the, the bony fingers. He's a friendly rare beast. Uh, he is one meter tall, 10 kilograms. It's light. That is very light. I can't, I can't do the math on the fly, and I refuse to do it on the computer right now, odd, just in case. 20-some-odd okay. pounds. It's, uh, oh, he's no, right. no, it's, yeah, it's 20-some-odd pounds. Well, no, don't you, it's, uh, metric it conversion is double one? it and add 30. Not really. No, it's that's, the that's, Bob and Doug that's McKenzie. <laughs> that's temperature, my that's friend. Temperature. <laughs> that's temperature. That's how you know. It works all the time. Um, he is known for being created from a reused Garamond suit from Ultra Q, making them look almost uh, identical. Um, most marketing groups attach the pink balloon to Pigmon, so that uh, you'll know. It's also a strange symbol on Garamond's chest that is missing from the Pigmon. Garamon was from Ultra 7. Okay. Or, no, Ultra, Ultra Q, Q, which would have been the yeah. earlier series that we never watched. His cries are reused roar from the giant lizard in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Okay. Uh, his name is shortened combination of Pygmy Monster. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense yeah. when you... It's a Pygmy, and it is and a monster. it's a monster, fair so there enough. you go. I'll buy that. Um, of course, he's... Uh, he uh, shows he shows up a lot because he's such a, a beloved right, a little monster, a beloved monster, and um, you get to shoot a balloon on his back, and he'll walk around with the balloon for a little while until yeah. at some point it just disattaches yeah. for no reason. Well, no, because no reason. It's because Red King dropped a bunch All of right, rocks right, on him. It is the saddest death scene. It really is. Like for, you know, you got this cute little monster that is helping out, yeah. and Red King says, "No, nah, never mind. Rock, rock. Yeah, and rubble, rubble. You're yeah. dead. It's terrible. It's terrible." Um, and uh, I think, uh, oh no, we didn't get to the, uh, we didn't do the other monster from, uh, from the Lawless Monster Zone, the Burrowing Monster, um, which of course for some reason did not come up in its own, in its own uh, little thing here. That would be Magular. Come on, Magular. Didn't really have he much a of a presence in no, the show. No, he's cool looking. Oh, absolutely, very cool. Yeah, very but thorny. Not much of a presence in the show. Yeah, he's about 40 meters, 25,000 tons. Um, is there any trivia or whatever? It is the third monster created from the Baragon suit. Okay, you did say that. Yep, uh, higher pitched Baragon roar. Didn't even notice that. Um, in some pictures... Magular and Red King are shown fighting Ultraman, although Magular never did actually. Must be like promotional stuff. Right, right, right. You so, um, looking for my water. There it is. Um, he shares the same uh, subtitles as monsters Teladon and Gudon. I'm not sure what that means, but that's okay. Uh, he was originally planned to appear in the Ultraman the Ultimate Hero, um, along with Red King and Chandora, but ultimately never appeared. He is also the first non-Ultra Q monster to be killed by a non-Ultra. Okay. Yeah, let's see. And uh, first Kaiju to fall exclusively to the might of the monster fight team, in this case the Science Patrol. True, true, that's right. The Science Patrol just threw their grenades Two grenades, him, it's all it and took. And that's all it took. He was I mean, he, You know, you see a little couple wiggles and then he just doesn't move. Yeah, anymore. and for a big monster, you'd think that's kind of... That's kind of well, crazy. The, the two grenades did hit him basically in the temple, so I would figure that. Yeah, sure, okay. You know, be, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
All right, so what do we think of the Lawless Monsters on Pat? I like the fact that there were five different monsters that we just had to name, because obviously we can't keep track. We're not that smart. No. But it is a lot of different monsters, and we get to see, you know, a good bit of outdoorsy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, like I said, I don't know much about Japan. Rich points out it's probably good tropical, yeah. so the colors in the forest are probably right. Yeah. I don't know. It's beautiful. But it is very, very pretty. And that the vines do work out to, you know, to enwrap our two heroes, and then they have to burn the vines. So that, that's kind of a cool thought. Of we're yeah. just burning they, these things together. And they, the keep them, uh, they keep them well hidden in the back, because they look perfectly legitimate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like, mean, it's not like obvious monster, right. you know? You can, I mean, you can just barely see the string yeah. that is holding the frond. Yeah. The, but that's very well done on this one. All right. The dog is back. The dog is back. He's, I think he's going to visit Pat on the table. Oh, more than this like is what's it. happening. No, nope, he's smelling the first. microphone. No, now he's just going to sit here. In case my voice is muffled, there's a dog sitting in front of the microphone. That's how this happens. And then, uh, like I said, <laughs> just staring at Pat right now. <laughs> like I did something wrong. Yeah. The five monsters are very, very cool. Yeah. I have to give it. This is the first time we've seen more than just one monster. Like it, the wiki said, the first time a monster dies from not Ultraman, yep. from another monster. First time a monster dies from our science patrol, just sure. throwing grenades at it. All sorts of different stuff makes it a very, very cool episode. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it's, it's a favorite of mine, not only from the title, but you get the, your intro to Pigmon, you get um, all sorts. Of, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a top-notch episode yes. to me. I, yeah, I like it a lot. You get uh, Fuji gets in on the action. Uh, I find it amusing that she's completely not terrified by the concept of fighting giant monsters, but they come across a spider and in the abandoned terrified. research plant. She's like, ah! She loses a her spider mind. <laughs> loses her mind completely. So, um, right after this next break, we are going to discuss um, Operation, Operation Lightning Speed. Operation Lightning Speed. That will get you every right. time. It does. <laughs> I want to say Operation Lightspeed, which I'm sure is another episode of something. Oh, sure. Um, so, we'll be right back with more Science Patrol right after this. You heard us. Anyway, um, we're going to discuss now uh, the Operation Lightning Speed, or Lightning Operation, as it's uh, literally translated, apparently. I don't know. See, that makes actually more sense. Lightning Operation? Lightning Operation makes a lot more sense, because we open up in a lightning storm typhoon. Oh, yeah. So that makes way more sense than Operation Lightning Speed. Yeah. Lightning Operation, in my mind, makes a lot more sense. I'll buy that. We're we're also willing to just grant this, because... Really doesn't have a whole heck of a lot to do with what's going on. No, no, no. So yeah, we open up on that with a typhoon, and Captain Mira is giving uh, giving grief to certain members of the Science Patrol, like Ito, who's not doing anything and should be compiling a disaster report. Um, and then uh, they bust Arashi's chops for falling asleep. Perhaps he's got sleep apnea. This is the second time he's fallen asleep. Yes, he's <laughs> he's fall gonna, asleep often. He has daytime excessive daytime sleepiness. <laughs> um, 
and uh, they're they wonder where Hoshino is, and uh, they're like, "Well, he's probably scared of the storm." And of course, cue the front door to open, and Hoshino and walks Hoshino. in. And he's like, "Look, here's your damage reports and whatnot." And, and in nice three different color binders, yeah. all organized. And here you go. And it looks like Nothing. professionally printed. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, like, <laughs> he went to the real printers and said, "I need yeah. this now." And they printed that. And there they are. <laughs> he dropped by the Tokyo Kinkos <laughs> and made sure that he was like, "Also, I liked him in the presentation folder. I get extra credit." That's like when you did a report in school and uh, you put it in that. Remember the plastic one with oh, the, yeah. the thing you slid the the uh, the binding you slid across it up and down. So it was the transparent, the translucent front page. It looked impressive. Yeah, and even the if teacher you, would always give you extra credit just for the extra. Yeah, plastic. you did a you did a C plus report, but you might have gotten a B on it because it was pres presented very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mom always said, "Don't be afraid to stack the deck." That's very important. Very important, <laughs> kids. Don't be afraid to stack the deck. If you can do anything to help your situation out and it's within the rules, have Go at it. it. Yeah, exactly. Not saying cheat, but I'm saying don't cheat wisely. That's what I'm that's saying. That's where you're going. Use the rules that you can use. So anyway, we have a typhoon that's endangering the camp of these uh, young, mountaineers. The young mountaineers, which is a uh, sort of Japanese Boy Scout looking thing. A we bunch all of kids. have these weird hats. I thought it was the Hoshino fan club at first. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I can buy that. They, they have, have the extra hats. The Swiss mountaineering <laughs> hat, which is sort of like the fedora that Hoshino wears. And they all have the tiniest shorts in the world. My oh, God. My God. It is very 60s shorts. Mm -hmm. Very, very 60s. Mm -hmm. Short, short shorts and high socks. High, because yep. God forbid we don't have the short, short shorts and the high socks. White sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's what you want a mountaineer in. <laughs> it looks like you're wearing a pair of like $4 Keds because that's good for your feet when you're mountaineering. Um, so, of course, their their supplies get washed, during the, washed away in the rain. No, the bridge gets washed away. So the well, yeah, but the hut went too. That well, was their true. extra oh, stuff. Right, 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 right. And right, then right. The, the, um, the scout leader, troop leader, comes in. He's like, well, we lost our extra supplies, but we'll be fine. And then someone else comes and says, by the way, the bridge got rushed out. Right. So we're not getting any extra supplies. Right. So the two oldest scouts decide they should ride their bikes and go get some supplies. Um, because the younger kids come up. They're like, all right, where's the food? We're having steak this morning. I want yeah, cocoa. Food, man. Yeah. And, the, the uh, you know, being that they're the responsible ones, they say, well, we're going to go get food. Don't worry. We'll be back by noon. Okay. So they take these exorbitantly large bicycles for these two children. And the one of them has a gigantic milk jug. Three feet tall. Easy. Easy. Easy three, three foot tall milk jug. It which looks like I it's directly from the dairy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you could not find this thing, could not carry it if you didn't want it to, yeah. but it's on the back of this bike. It's, it's no problem. enormous. And it's you could tell it's just like, oh, we need a milk jug. Now, rather than get one that's a reasonable size if you're just getting extra supplies for today, this thing looks like he's riding around the Japanese uh, wilderness with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the Stanley Cup <laughs> milk jug. It's exactly the same size. There you go. On the back of his bike. And, you know, all I can think of is he's going to make a turn later. That thing's going to be sloshing around. Yeah, and just and go. poor Kenji goes right off. A cliff into the, the surf, and it's a sad ending to an episode, it, you know. But we'd never get that far. No, no, they never get that far because the bridge is washed out. One kid falls down a ravine. It's a, it's just, it's a, it's a Kentucky cluster hump. It, it really, really is. is. There's a lot of different things that 
kids really shouldn't be doing, by God, we're going to do anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Japanese television. <laughs> Lots of things children shouldn't be doing. We're going to get them to do anyway. Let's face it, the lead character in Johnny Sacco, as you have seen, carries a revolver. True. He's true, true. 10. <laughs> true, true, true. You have a 10-year-old. I do. I wouldn't put a gun anywhere near him. No, no. I, mm, no. I don't like to give my kid any sort of projectiles. <laughs> Nothing. When you're 10, everything can be a projectile. Yeah, yeah you could throw nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had the Nerf gun. My kids had the Nerf gun. Sure. By God, I've gotten Nerf pieces in the eye and in the nose and all that. Yeah, why not? Stuff. Well, at least it's Nerf. So, then, of course, you have to have a giant monster that shows up who is a, a monster that eats radiation. Yes. And amazingly, there is a radiation construction site relatively near the camp. Right. And a radiation holding site also right. conveniently There's a uranium camp. mine and then the place where they keep their uranium, which is sufficiently far away. But the camp apparently lies somewhere in between them. And uh, so Hayata decides, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lure the monster away with via helicopter. Okay. I realize I'm going to answer my own question. But go for it. Science Patrol has a VTOL aircraft, right? Why do we need the extra helicopter? That's exactly why. And why do we need the extra helicopter, Pat? Because we've got extra money. No, because you're not... Well, one, they came by car. Um, <laughs> okay. Two, uh, which is odd because the bridge is out. I think we've discovered a plot hole. Yeah. Shh. Sorry. Sorry. We came the other way. Oh, okay. Because it's a car, sure. we came the, we came other, the way. other way. We went on one bridge. Long way around. Um, <laughs> which wonders why the truck couldn't deliver the food, but that's okay. Um, well, also, the truck only knows the one bridge. Hoshino and Fuji couldn't stow away in the back of, in the back their, of their own VTOL. It's <laughs> a little thing. obvious. Yeah. So, of course, they, they go and try to... They wanted to keep an eye on Hayata. Um... They of course lead the monster away, and the monster's—it's um, a bar—it's a reuse of the Baragon suit, and he has a um, looks like a bony sort of appendage over his face, which helps him burrow. And apparently, right. the monster consumes uranium, and, but becomes radioactive while he's right. consuming it. Right, as he's it. eating it, amazingly radioactivity just kind of sprouts out as he's going. Yeah. which you could almost makes a lot buy. of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. You would think he'd just be radioactive when he pooped. Yeah, you would think, but obviously he. Ooh, maybe eats. that's uranium. That's monster a possibility. Poop. There you go. Could be monster poop. There you go. <laughs> There's our T-shirt. The Science Patrol monster poop <laughs> coming soon. Um, so uh, you know, we get Ultraman. Uh, of course, the monster knocks the crap out of the helicopter after Hoshino and uh, Fuji have left. And the helicopter crashes in a quite spectacular crash. ball of flame. <laughs> I mean, they used a lot of flame on this one tiny. I mean, this is the smallest helicopter you could ever possibly imagine. Yeah, and lots of flame. Yeah, because obviously it was uh, it was uh, full of enough fuel to fly to Yokohama or something. Right. Because it was just this giant fireball, and then Ultraman shows up. This is the third episode in a row, by the way, I believe, where Hayata has dropped the beta capsule. Yeah, we're starting to notice that he just is yeah. not very good with holding on to it. Yeah. He'll drop it wherever. Yeah, Butterfingers McGee is yeah. probably not the guy they should have picked. But, I mean, now he on this one he had to reach to get to the beta capsule over the rock, under the rock, and we're both going, 
Yeah, I've been there. We've yeah. got to reach for something yeah. or the remote and yeah, touch it and it moves away. Yeah, touch it and it moves away a little further. It. Oh, and you can see it. His face is going, oh, I'm so close. It's the man. most relatable thing that's ever happened in an ultra <laughs> yeah, episode so far. Because none of us have actually fought any giant monsters or that, well, that I know you of. You haven't. That I know <laughs> that I know of. That I know of. Um, so uh, you know, the Ultraman shows up. The monster at this point has unfurled this uh, metal, metal bone-looking cone on his head, and to look like a giant flower. Yes, is basically what yeah. it does, revealing a sort of um, mutilated Baragon head. The ears are off. Um, I don't think the front horn is on it. No, definitely not. Because yeah. you couldn't have a horn with a oh, with the thing on it. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. And uh, Ultraman proceeds, of course, to beat the ever-loving crap. Right, and rips two of the appendages off completely. Yeah. For no particular reason. Yeah, he's being an ultra-jerk, basically. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I, I get it. Um, this What was good about these two episodes is there's a lot of Ultraman wrestling. Yes, yes. Like, he's flipping monsters around... He throws them over his shoulder. Yeah, the double flying kicks. Yeah, yeah, kicks to the face and everything. Yeah, yeah it's it is it is what ten year olds, which I don't grasp why your ten year old doesn't like this stuff. I can't grasp it. I can't. <laughs> Even my son's like, yeah, it's okay. I can get none of this. And Dan just wants nothing, nothing to do with it. I don't get it. Nothing to do with it. No, I don't get it. My younger one wants to watch it every once in a rare while, but not all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, my older one is. Now twelve, and he's working on. Oh, he's twelve. That's yeah. right. Okay. He's starting to look at girls in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm noticing a lot more of uh, the teen girl shows. Like, I don't know how much you watch these shows, but like Victoria. Oh my god. And Sam and Cat and yeah. I Carly. All the teen where there's cute teen girls and just enough teen guys that you can say, okay, I'm watching that. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching for the dudes. They're great comic timing. Um, <laughs> that said about Sam and Cat. Um, the girl who was on iCarly. Victoria Justice. Sam? No. Sam or Cat was on... Uh, Sam. 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 She's funny. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette McCree. She's very funny. I like her a lot. She's and now now that she had those racy pictures come out on the internet... Ooh, she's so saucy. Well, I mean, <laughs> her boyfriend let them out. Yeah, okay. But she hasn't done anything since. For them, no. But no, I mean, period. Oh no, no, she, she's done. She's done some stand-up. She's. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she was on the Nerdist, I believe. Oh, okay. I, I believe there's a Nerdist episode with her on it where she's discussing some other stuff. And the, the yeah, other, they're not going to have her on Disney, but that's okay. Yeah. And now that the Victoria Justice and this may have come out by now, but I'm not sure. It's coming up on the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show special that they're coming out with. Oh, she's nasty. playing the Janet role. Nice. Which I'm, I know my son is going to watch just because Victoria Justice is on it. And he's not going to know the lead that, is, I can't think of the transvestite's actual name. I can't. Tim think. Curry? No, no, no. Tim Curry's old and crippled. Well, no, I know that. But I mean, the original is Tim Curry. Right. But the one playing the Tim Curry role. Oh, the guy who's doing it? Is now the transvestite that's on Orange is the New Black and I can't think of the name. That person. I don't know the name. Uh, I know who you're talking about, but, but I can't think of her name either. She's the one actually playing mean. the sweet transvestite, which is a really nice twist on it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. Oh, to it. it's but a, anyway. Oh God, this is. Oh, don't worry, internet. You can. You, I hear you typing Google and correcting up. us now. Don't worry, I get it. 
We're gonna. Whoa! Don't worry. We know. We know. We know. It's terrible. But anyway, um, digression. So we're having a transsexual woman play a transvestite. Yeah, pretty snappy. Sweet transvestite from transsexual. From transsexual Transylvania. Transylvania. Guys, we're we're getting pretty progressive. I like it. Okay. So anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. So the science patrol shows up with some food, and Hayata brings the giant Stanley cup of milk. And, and, we're uh, all and, we're and then the, as they're driving away, the kids run along on the beach saying, Goodbye, goodbye! Yeah, you see this in bye, bye. almost every Japanese TV show at least has one scene where children run with the heroes alongside the car, waving and, and whatnot. And I was like, I've never done anything that important. Where kids are running yeah, alongside. No, no, it's not really a, anything that really happens. No, I, you know, you see it in trains in the movies. Yeah, yeah. People, run, the, people run on off. the side. Yeah, I can see that, but yeah. not not really for me. Yeah, giant boats move too so, too slow. Yeah, you don't have to dock. You don't everybody have waves at the dock. You know, okay, yeah. bye. Have more fun than me. I'll be at work. <laughs> exactly. And you, yeah, everything's hey. gonna suck while you're gone. Bye. All right, but so yeah, let's give what do we monster. think of that one? Give the monster oh, minute first. Monster please. minute. Magular. No, Gabora. By the way, also, everybody seemed to know who the oh, yeah, Gabora was. Knew who Gabora was. I mean, everybody. Fight him. Villagers. <laughs> Just <laughs> random people. All the construction guys. Yeah. So he's got to be a monster that's been on this area lots of times. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's fine. Whatever. Um, he is. Let's see. Uh, 50 meters tall, 25,000 tons. He is a category kaiju. That makes sense. He is indeed a giant monster. Haranakajima, man in the Godzilla suit, played, oh, yeah. played our friend uh, Gabora here. Also another monster, two in a row. Um, modified Baragon suit. Oh, okay. Okay. And it is the, it is the reused Toho King Kong roar. Oh, okay. I knew Fair it enough. sounded familiar, but I couldn't think of what it was. Um... Despite the episode being his first appearance, comments by the SSSP, i.e. the Science Patrol, and others have made it clear that it is not the first of its species humanity has dealt with. Right, because like you said, everybody in the village knew this, what this guy was right away, knew how to fight him because they did have the flamethrower on the rocket that they sure. shot at the monster. Sure, like it makes sense, but it's, oh yeah, they brought in those, those snappy tanks. Yeah, snappy tanks with flamethrowers attached. Yeah, uh, looked like they were constructed out of those... Um, those uh, little, uh, you know, things you light your grill with? The oh, big, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big long torches? Grill lighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I had not known that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I like that. I like this episode for the simple fact that it's a little bit different. Um, we see uh, the, um, the, uh, a monster with like these metal plates. It's two kind of two different forms. Two different forms, which is very interesting yeah. because you get to see the monster with the plates, and you're trying to figure out, okay, how could this monster see? How could it eat? Right, that's where I was going. Yeah. And then later on, you see the the flaps open up, and you're like, oh, there's a giant monster head behind the flaps. Right. Yeah. Which makes it sort of you know, it's got to be able to dig. And then as soon as it stops digging, it opens up the flaps, and it can eat and drink and, yeah. and all that. Can kind do of it stuff. and do it do what it needs to do. But uh, what do you think of the episode? Very cool episode. And I like, you know, they had all the extras as the little kids, and they used them a lot, which yeah. is very interesting. For extras, you got to figure they're paying them whatever the day rate is. I guess. So, I mean, they've got to pay them. You know, you can't have these kids just sitting there doing nothing. I don't know. you, you got to pay them. Is there some sort of rule about that yes, in 1960s Japan? All right, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, 
you assume that they're going to be on TV. They get something. They get but something, like, but but there is a lot of them. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things going on with these kids. Yeah, you know, just kind of two kids with a bike and the big milk jug, and then a whole bunch of little kids running around. It's just a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. That you don't normally see in monster movies. Yeah, it's not. It's a, that's, we're treading on Gamera territory there with the, yeah, the yeah. children, Lots which is fine, you know. Um, I also like that. The You never felt like the kids were in too much danger, especially the little ones. Um, Although the bigger ones... The two kids, bigger ones had more danger of yeah, killing themselves, killing themselves quite, quite frankly. Falling down a cliff. Yeah. All sorts of fun different Being stuff. murdered by the Stanley Cup, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. You never know. But uh, yeah, I think it was a good, good one. episode. Was not good. as good as the the Monster Zone. That so far. Yeah, I think they had to give us. Zone. I think they had to give us a little bit of a letdown, um, mainly just because there's so much. Right. Like there there's so much going monsters. on. Like holy crap! How are we gonna? You know, you you can't. What, are we gonna have ten monster. monsters next? Twelve? Yeah. No, like no. it just can't be done. Um, let's see. So I think that is about. Wrapping us up today. Yeah, you gotta give the well, a little bit of a shorter episode, yeah. But next week we're gonna deal with um, the mysterious dinosaur base. Okay. And um, what is the next one? Oh, and the rascal from outer space. I, <laughs> rascal I kid you, he's a rascally monster. <laughs> oh, you, oh God, no! You rascally rabbit <laughs> from outer space. Oh, <laughs> I'm hunting kites. Good helmet fun. Thank you. Um, and you're going to see something uh, next week. Oh, don't with, give it away. No, but we've seen some reuses of suits. Sure, sure. Boy, are you going to see some reuses of suits oh, next week. And it's one enough. of the more famous episodes. Ten episodes in. Um, and we're going to see some pretty spectacular suit re uh, okay. reusage. Anyone who's a fan knows exactly what I'm talking about, but... But we're going to surprise Pat with that next week. Right, because I had no The monster's name is Jiris, and, and it's pretty great. So, uh, plugs and whatnot. You can follow the show on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. You can email us, should you like to, uh, which is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. There's going to be a Facebook group, or it's probably up by now. Um, and the Tumblr is ultramanpodcast.tumblr.com. All episodes are posted there. And uh, we'll post news and photos and whatnot as we get them. Casey Kittle is going to make this audio sound better than it is. And the music for the podcast is, of course, as always, supplied by Terminal Sunburn. Terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com. Shower them with... With accolades and cash, mainly cash. Cash. <laughs> That's what most bands need. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't hurt. Let's put it that way. And that way, um, our friends can afford to put more music out. And uh, you know, it's it's just an appreciation. You tip your barista. You tip your waiter. Um, you don't tip your waiter while he's bringing your drinks, though, because okay. he'll spill his drinks. Yes. yes. Um, tip him at the so end. yeah, tip him at the end. Tip him at the end. If he's too big to tip, just give him a. Hardy attaboy. Um, oh, I know. Uh, and that's about it for us here at Science Patrol. I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. And Sally Forth, Science Patrol. We'll see you next week.
the Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.